Welcome to Tree Talks Podcast, the podcast that branches out into the world of trees, one episode at a time. In the spirit of reconciliation, Tree Talks Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. My name is Tobin Mitnick. Um, on Instagram, I say I'm a Jew who loves trees. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania in the United States, and um, I grew up in, an, uh, in a rural area about an hour west of Philadelphia. And uh, I grew up uh, between two houses, my mom's and my dad's, that were you know like an, a mile and a half away from each other. So I kind of ping pong back and forth. And um, grew up, you know, a lot around a lot of be uh, natural beauty that I didn't kind of appreciate at the time, obviously, because you're, it's like a, a fish swimming in water, and sometimes you even want to get away from the water. So um, I moved to New York, where a lot of my family was from for school. Um, I was then there 10 years afterward. I'm an actor, so I was auditioning and trying to build a, a theater career and then trying to do some work in film and television and it you know it kind of gets a little bit off the ground and then you fall back down again and a little bit off the ground again you know you kind of have a, a false start every two or three years if you keep plugging away um and then my then girlfriend now wife and i uh, drove across the country to los angeles in 2015 and basically had to start all over in a new city and that can uh work wonders for your psyche um so that was that was difficult um and then in 2018 2019 i started doing uh sketch work and in late 2019 early 2020 i started doing stuff during the pandemic um which kind of related to just interests that i'd had my entire life that were principally you know naturalistic interests like trees primarily um, that I just never kind of discussed with anybody. I just had a bunch of pine cones that I collected for myself and books that I read for myself. And um, but it didn't really feel like there was any pressure during the pandemic to like the the industry, the entertainment industry rat race didn't seem like it was on. So the I was like, okay, I'll just talk about the weird stuff I like in my my personal life. And um, I started making content about trees. Uh, I've done that for the last three years now. Sometimes it, it feels like it's professionalized. You know, like I wrote a book in uh, this past year called Must Love Trees, an Unconventional Guide, which is a, a very silly book about trees, which is a lot about trees through my personal perspective and how they make me feel and the kind of all-encompassing importance that they have in my life that I could not rip myself away from, um, even if I tried. And... Um, yeah, that's that's where I am now in Los Angeles, um, making less content on on my social media channels than usual because I've got these two little kids and it's it's tough. And so I'm kind of moving into having conversations with with people in the nature space and um, hopefully it'll be really fun. And that's that's me. Um, so from Pennsylvania into New York, that's, I'm guessing, a vast difference in landscapes and things. Do you, do you remember how you felt or what you observed from that time? I was so excited. I mean, I, as an 18-year-old, I was just excited to get around the kind of people that I was idolizing, you know, in literature. Like I was, you know, I was one of these young dudes who was like obsessed with James Joyce. Like, oh my God, I love a portrait of the artist. I can't wait to meet other people and have like late night conversations at school in New York City, like where I'm supposed to be and do theater and like get really serious. 
Um, and I did, and all of that stuff happened. Um, and I, I can tell you right now, like that's probably the, I was never thinking about the outdoors <laughs> for a period of like mm. 10 years from, I guess, I guess probably like the beginning of real, when you really feel the pressure to fit in when you're like 12 or 13 and you're just thinking about like, what are, what are other ways that I can like distinguish myself? Can I play sports? Um, will, you know, will people like me then? Will I like get a girlfriend then? Um, uh, and then until the end of college, when you, you find yourself a little bit more, um, and then you're just trying to make ends meet in the city, like you're, you're very divorced from a natural atmosphere. Um, but it doesn't mean that I was taking advantage of it, even when it was available to me, like when I was in Pennsylvania, when I was younger, um, it really took being away from it for a long time and until i got to to california the the land of these really superlative beautiful trees um that i was like oh i have access to these things that i kind of mythologized as inaccessible when i was a young person um and so i started really getting out there in like 17 18 19 i would say um and uh it's much different when you can touch and see uh, the things in your books from when you grew up. It's a lot like being, like meeting movie stars or, you know, they say don't meet your idols, but these idols happen to be pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, it's 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 just, uh, it's, it's wonderful being four hours away from Sequoia National Park, four hours away from the Bristle Cones and a, a pretty easy plane ride away from Redwoods National Park. Um, so it's it's pretty cool to to be able to actually see the things that that kind of live in the back of your mind almost as gods so yeah yeah definitely did you um like when you moved from new york to la was there like an acknowledgement of this greenery and this is what i i maybe missed or, or not not really at that point because we were just so um like I was like, oh, you what you do when you're an actor is you go from New York to Los Angeles because you've got heat, quote unquote. And I did this movie and I'm like, well, now's the time to go to Los Angeles to be like in direct proximity to the people that'll that'll give you the auditions, which will get you the role, which will get your career going exactly where you want to go. Um, and that was just mostly what I was thinking about. I think I definitely was thinking I would like some more physical space. Um just because, you know, grass is always greener and I was living in New York for 10 years. Um, but no, I wasn't thinking in terms of greenery and I wasn't thinking in terms of of kind of natural proximity in any way. Uh, that didn't, those pieces didn't all fall into place until I kind of got rid of my anxiety of like kind of career climbing stuff until like in maybe 2018 or something like that. Yeah. Um, it took a long time to kind of just be like, oh, this is the stuff you actually like. And it's right. It's right next door. Um, just do it. Stop pretending to like enjoy all this other stuff or trying to make yourself into somebody or like trying to sell yourself mm. and just, 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 just go look at a look, go look at, you know, General Sherman and Sequoia National Park. And then was that feeling like, yeah, less forced. No, because again, it was just like there was this carnival aspect to the. I I, I don't want to make it sound fun, but like to the beginning days of the pandemic, when there was this this, you had to get outside. Like you had to get outside, 
and spend time um, in places where you could actually have fun. And one of those was, you know, going to national parks and stuff like that. Um, so I, nothing felt strange about it. I think just because when people saw also just like the stuff that I was making in the beginning, they were like, oh, this seems a lot more like you and your your weird, anxious nerdiness um, than you, I don't know, doing some other kind of like situational comedy sketch bit that you were doing. Um, so I got a lot of personal encouragement to keep making like weirdo tree content in the beginning. And that stuff really matters. Um, so it, it, it never felt, I never felt like a weirdo for that reason. I felt like a weirdo for many reasons in my life, but not when I started being like, Hey, do you guys like this stuff? And people would be like, uh, not really, but we like watching you talk about how much you like this stuff. <laughs> and so the contents that you're sharing, this is all the stuff that you're you're passionate about. But was that because then during the COVID time you're reading about it or throughout your life you've you've kind of read some stuff? Yeah, I I kind of had these phases of kind of like obsession with particular like natural phenomena since I was a kid. Like I, I got really into um really really into sharks when i was like five and six and it was it was kind of this like this uh, not obsessive compulsive but like I, I was i was both obsessed with them and terrified of them right and yeah. for that reason because you're terrified of something like it's almost like sitting in a horror movie the entire time like you can't look away but you also really want to know more about it so like at the same time that they would like haunt my dreams at night or like i would be scared to jump in my own pool um I would collect teeth and and fossils and uh, I don't know if it was just just kind of being obsessed with like power in nature I guess like um, I guess it's a it's a little bit like like the terror aspect of the sublime right and then I went through like this meteorological phase and I was obsessed with like tornadoes and hurricanes and again like the the destructive power of them but also kind of like the bizarre beauty of of just these huge phenomena um then i went through like the crystals and gems phase and i was really very obsessed with like the hardness scale and how these things kind of had this natural hierarchy of so much of it was like imposed by people like rarity and value and stuff like that but so much of it was also just like a diamond formed out of a diamonds can form in lava and that's just something interesting to think about and then i went back into Let's see, then I went, so now I'm like 12. I went back into like paleontology and I just had a megalodon phase. And then I collected megalodon teeth. I read everything about megalodons. I read like, I read this book, The Meg, 20 years before they adapted it in, into that weird movie. Um, and I have so many opinions on that movie. Um, and this entire time, my dad had a bunch of pine cones, like the coulter pine and the sugar pine that all sat on like our bay window overlooking our barn. And I'd be like, where do these things come from? He's like, oh, I got those out in California. And I was like, oh, wow, that'll never be there. I'll never be able to see that stuff. Um, and so by the time we got to the pandemic, I was getting more into bonsai just by like looking at Instagram and then like purchasing my first trees in like 2019, I think. Um, and learning a lot very, very quickly because we had so much time. And then kind of like 
it's it's exciting to have beginner's mind about something and be willing to share it with a kind of spirit of naivete and that's what i was doing in a lot of like my early videos and part of the reason i don't like make stuff as readily anymore is because i keep second guessing myself and like when you know too much you like know that something's wrong or you you're like oh no i did that before so it was really easy to get off the ground making stuff at first um and bonsai seemed really easy to to showcase and talk about because it was right in my backyard so that's a lot of my early videos i think in like 2020 when you start sharing about trees and all your different like sketches and stuff how did how did that progress like you showed it to friends family and then like maybe social media is it and and then how, what's like the response from other people how does it how does it then build um well i had been used to doing sketch comedy and trying to put up like a sketch a week just like shoot one no matter what by myself um i made this entire compilation like sketch pilot like sketch pilot program called man alone in like 2018 and it was just when i had no resources so i was just shooting you know uh sketches about myself <laughs> with like a tripod um and then it like won like a couple awards at like some local festivals. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So I just kept doing that. So I was really used to just throwing stuff up on the internet. And I had a pretty thick skin by then in terms of when something's getting four or 500 views, you know, it's not like in the maelstrom of negative social media criticism. Like that's not going to come back at you. It's just going to be people like, that was funny, Tobin, thanks. And it's like, you know, your friend John or something like that. Um, so I was used to just the knee jerk, throw it up kind of forget about it unless it works out thing um so i i remember i was just i was really obsessed with the idea of cedars and true cedars like the genus cedrus in particular um and how there were three species and some people say four but three main species within uh cedrus and two of them that we we had in los angeles one of them is is atlas cedar and you can always obviously tell an, an atlas cedar that's that's the particular cultivar on the street because it's that beautiful blue the blue atlas cedar um and then there's also the deodar cedar and one is from the atlas mountains of morocco which are, were just devastated obviously in the in the earthquake the other day and the deodars is a, considered a holy tree um in in hinduism and it's actually the name means tree of the gods and i was just like how are these two identical trees like one is on the indian subcontinent and the other is in the mountains of morocco and now they're both just like hanging out in los angeles so i decided to make just a video of myself you know walking around my favorite place the reservoir and just like talking out my ass and like swearing <laughs> like so, i was like oh wouldn't it be funny if i like casually was swearing at a video about trees since then like a lot of people have done that and had that same idea and it's like um it's still a good idea casually swearing in videos about trees um and uh that was the first one i did and it was like three minutes long and i like did the usual thing threw it up on instagram i just got a lot more kind of positive feedback than i usually got like wow this is interesting i would watch this i find this i find this interesting because i think people are kind of aware a lot of the time of their like plant blindness if you want to call it that and you know talking about local trees really helps them overcome that and it kind of 
helps them see the the flattened vista in three dimensions especially when you talk about oh what's that blue tree that people are always looking at it's blue atlas cedar um and then a friend of mine oh no sorry that was my my wife's cousin who we're close with her name is carver uh was like you know tiktok's really big right now like you should shorten these things to one minute and throw them up on tiktok and i was like i'm an artist okay i'm not going to shorten my three minute video to one minute um <laughs> and then i shortened my three minute video to one minute and i threw them up and it was like you know for about a month i was kind of treading around like you know six or seven hundred followers and that kind of thing and then i did one and i but i was like it's enough to it's enough edification to keep going it's enough validation rather to keep going um and then I took this trip up to the bristle. It was the first time I'd ever seen the bristlecone pines in the White Mountains. Um, and I did a little video about like searching for Methuselah. But obviously the end of the video is like, we don't know which one is Methuselah. Wow, isn't that amazing? And it like, it was one of those things where the next morning I was like, oh my God, I got like 25 or 30,000 followers out of this. So then I was like, wow, god i have tension i gotta keep making stuff so then it was like compulsive two videos a week kind of stuff um just basically running through all the tree knowledge i had and i it's usually informed by whatever i'm reading at that moment um because it's it's most exciting to make stuff about uh the information that you're currently learning which is nice because then it stays in your long-term memory for longer um and yeah so then just kind of kept building my audience and stuff like that over the past two or three years. This is so cool that somebody has a hobby and you're sharing and then you're, you're passing that knowledge to anybody. And I love what you said about um, plant blindness that, you know, how to mm -hmm. connect, like you meet somebody, you say, Hey, where are you from? And then mm -hmm. you get to know them from that. Right. But we never do that with trees and they have, like you said, that history of, which country they would have originally come from and yeah, yeah. Um, maybe like a story. I love how trees kind of force you into just a number of other disciplines. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, if you want to know more about the about the history of this tree, you have to actually learn the biology of this tree because <laughs> then you understand why it's been around for 500 years and why its branches flow out like this if it's like a big old oak. And like, um, yeah, I'm... I'm just so interested in the way that like kind of people have used trees to their purposes, whether that's for self-aggrandizement by cutting down a giant sequoia tree or something, you know, like an atrocity, like in, in a lynching. And, and obviously that gives you a window into why somebody might not have this like blank, uh, just simple aesthetic beauty for trees and why they might approach trees a lot more uh cautiously and and with a much more sinister eye than you do mm. like the the way we all see plants and trees in the world is colored by our experience in the world um so yeah i i'm there it's never ending however deep you want to go you know do you have lots of people asking questions for certain things or is there you know are people like just waiting to see what you hear or do you get people also asking or can you do on this species or yeah i i think i get a lot i used to get the more the more content i put out the more people are seeing things and then being like oh yeah you know uh, how about how about this can you do this and then all the messages will fill up but it's like um right now i haven't done anything for a while again because i'm just like really busy uh with small people but um it's usually half and half it's you know Tobin, like when are you going to talk 
I need you to talk about the Bunya Bunya. And I'm like, oh, I, look, I I love the Bunya Bunya, but like, first of all, it's not native to somewhere that I, like, I there's not enough of them in Los Angeles for me to kind of like have a have an intimate understanding of them. Like, I really want an intimate understanding of trees whenever I want to like talk about them or make a funny video about them. Um, and the other half of people are all are all going like, Hey, what's wrong with my uh what's wrong with my orange tree? It's got this like green fuzz like on its like and I'm like that's moss, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't say that, but um I try not to answer any of those just cuz like I don't I don't have that that depth of knowledge that like a, you know, a tree pathologist is going to have. Small steps, isn't it? Um everything we do towards something. Um, yeah, you never know. What you never know where life's going to take you as well. It could go something no, I didn't know that five years ago that I'd write a book about trees. Very yeah, strange. I'd love, I'd love to know more. Like, was that like, oh, I don't read enough. Like, I've read all the books on trees. Now I need, to, and there's something missing, which is me. So I'll, uh, is that, was that? The... <laughs> <laughs> um, That's not a bad guess. But the way that it, it went was like this. Uh, well, my publisher was like, hi, um you have a particular following. Would you like to write a book about trees? I was like, yeah, that'd be really cool. Like, what what would you like it to be about? Like, what should we focus on? They're like, it's really going to be up to you. And I was like, great, cool. And so I had kind of all the latitude in the world to work, which was, a. am learning more about myself is that I'm someone who kind of flourishes under particular limits. Um, and like, I actually like that my daughter is now in a preschool that's a six hour day as opposed to an eight hour day because that doesn't give me like any opportunities to procrastinate. And I'm actually better when I feel a little bit of anxiety to get stuff done. Um, and so I wrote the book and it, it, it was kind of nebulous the way it came together. Cause I, I think it basically has three different books within it that individually could have been expanded. The first one is personal comedic essays on trees. Um, and you can, you know, you could have a, a 200 page book that's just personal essays about nature that are common comedic personal essays about nature then the second part of the book of the book is uh just the, an explanation basically the biological explanation of a tree with comedic lens again you could have a 200 page textbook that's just an explanation of a tree through a comedic lens and the final one is the is welcome to tree high north america which is just a hundred trees made into characters, which is from a taxonomical point of view, completely useless. Like it is the <laughs> most useless tree guide in the entire world, but it fulfills the idea that um, one of our most basic modes of interaction with nature is anthropomorphizing nature mm -hmm. and finding the, the kind of, characters um finding the characters in it and so that in itself is is kind of the most most like you know a pixar movie or something like that um also why hasn't pixar made a movie about trees i don't know make the pixar movie about trees well they so, will now it's out. no somebody else will all i want <laughs> i have like eight i have like eight pixar i pixar ideas for trees uh a tree movie anyway um and so it, the book exists kind of like as as not quite this, but not quite that. So it it's a, it's it occupies a few different genres and it's completely weird. And 
in the future, I'll love to look back at Muscle of Trees and Unconventional Guide and be like, that was a great first effort because you put it all on the table, dude. Um, but I think the future, I think the key word for the future is focus. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. Uh, but in terms of what I was trying to achieve with the book, I think it was just um, showing that I think there's room for a million different tones in nature writing. And that was me experimenting with trying out this particular tone, um, maybe not in the most organized way. But uh, yeah, look forward to different things in the future, I think. Yeah, I love it because um, I love the fact that when you were a kid, it's like this focus on like, like you would have been so geeky into those books of like facts and science of everything, diamonds and sharks and <laughs> Um, <laughs> I witness books. Those are my those are my Bibles. Yeah, exactly. And and people are like that 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 that's like that's an amazing thing. But then you've combined that with another language, like you said. And if we're gonna get people to understand and love a certain part of nature that we are a part of, a different language to help people read, understand. You know, I I think that's like so incredible to that you yeah that you've got this book and um you know when I got it I was just like this is incredible like if I had this as a kid like even now as an adult like it doesn't matter I think whatever age you are like it's just so you could pick up something from it is there like a, a drive for your conversation with people or like I need people to learn this or I want people to see this or is it like you said where you're reading these books and you're just like I just want to share what I'm learning I really like, um, I'm getting more into the idea of, I, like, so much of it is, like, this compulsion to just, like, share what you're learning at the beginning. But, like, now and hopefully having more conversations with people, um, I'm much more interested in, in how how it kind of changes you and how you think about nature when you're in repose. Like, when you're not in physically in nature anymore, like, what remains when you get home and and what are you thinking about and what conversations do you have with your partner and what kind of things because for me personally the the digestion of my experiences when I am alone or talking with friends or talking it out is just as important as having those experiences so when I go to the bristle cones it's 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 unbelievably beautiful watching you know, a tiny little, actually the tree is probably like 50 years old, but what looks like a tiny little shrub next to a tree that's literally been dead for 1000 years. And these things are just hanging out together. It's really moving stuff, right? And it's hard to explain that to people. It's really hard to explain the idea if people aren't, you know, are arboriculturally inclined. It's hard to explain the idea that you can cry at, at the experience of of seeing this particular interaction with nature. Um, and I've, I've tried, I've tried to kind of like sit in a room with some of my friends and they're interested in seeing me kind of think about my experience and thinking about and kind of relive it in front of them. But I'm more curious in how, what I saw up there translates into my everyday life. Like how is that translating into how I talk to my daughter about the world and about life and death and how is that um, like how can that like and how that 
can be a place that I can I can go and think about whenever I think about how awful, you know, the systemic collapse we see all around us is. Um, and just how what are the impressions that nature makes on you outside of a space? Um, and how do those affect you for the rest of your life? Um, not necessarily in like taking action, because we all know that like climate action and things like that are completely necessary, but more on a personal level, like I hate to say this, but like kind of like in a spiritual transformation kind of way, like what is, what does it do to you? You know, it's nice to learn facts, but like, how do those facts affect you? How do you, what do you do with those facts? Um, again, this sounds kind of general and vague right now, but I think that's something that I'm hoping to get to the bottom of when I have conversations with people about trees. Um, it's so cool to know that Hyperion is 379 feet tall, but like, what are the kind of things that run through your head after you visited a beautiful redwood tree and you're like in the taxi on the way home or something like that? Um, you know, taking, taking bits of, taking bits of the kind of primordial sense of existence back with you into your city or back with you into your modernity when you're on a computer all day. How, how can you keep that with you and what does that do to you? Mm. Um, again, crazy, crazy vague right now, but yeah, I guess bigger, bigger, deeper questions kind of in a cliche sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, the question that we always ask is, if trees could talk, what do you think they would say? Which trees, Mona? Which trees are talking right now? Um, any tree that you are interacting with, or if you, if you saw a conversation me, with a tree. If I started a conversation, okay, let me do this real quick. I like brushed up real close to like a uh, redwood in like an old growth forest or something like that, and I said some sweet nothings into its deep fissured bark what might the redwood say to me he might say um wow that's a real nice touch you had there um <laughs> do you do tree content for a living and i'd say yes i do and he would say wow that's great just make sure you don't simplify us to the degree that so many people have in terms of being either a resource or a, a, a bottomless source for cool facts because we're so much more than that um and then i think the red would would make like three funny fart jokes in a row uh because they're you know three-dimensional creatures uh but i think that trees would say something like uh it just know that um <laughs> we're gonna be here a long time after you guys so enjoy the show <laughs> yeah. yeah i love that because i also love the first bit when um said don't just think of us as a resource because I yeah like I think as humans we just always see what uh some, whatever's in front of us how can we use it is it any good for us or is it not and it's that kind of process which yeah. mm -hmm. you never then just letting things be and seeing how yeah. you are as a part of it what it means to respect a tree is is, is actually really complicated you know it's like in some ways, it's like, what does it mean to respect a human being? It's it's not just like, it's kind of acknowledging the fullness of the organism, its history. And also, yes, of course, also, it's like, 
potential as a resource because I'm not going to be the person who's like, no, don't use wood. Um, and no, don't cut down trees. Um, but it, it, it's a lot, like I said at the beginning, like once you get into one discipline with trees, it leads you to another, which leads you to another, which leads you to another. It's, it's, a, it's a life's work to realize the enormity of, of what a tree actually is. And mm. um, it's something worth pursuing because it's really fulfilling. I find it pretty fulfilling. I really appreciate you taking the time to to chat and share your experience and things. Um, I've really enjoyed, um, yeah, getting to speak to you face to face and um, learning more about you. Thanks, Mona. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been, it's been such a fun afternoon. Yeah.